Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. I hope that each one of you had an incredible Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm actually recording this just before Thanksgiving, but it should be a good day for us. Uh, the Lawrenceburg Church is hosting a community Thanksgiving dinner around noon, which uh, we'll probably help out with, and then Celebrate Recovery is having a Thanksgiving dinner that evening, which we'll probably attend as well. So it should be a day filled with lots of food and fellowship, as I hope yours will be, or rather was, yesterday. <laughs> uh, speaking of Thanksgiving and gratitude, our guest today didn't have a whole lot to be thankful for at one time in his life. In fact, he dealt with a lot of bullying and issues with self-esteem. But through this dark journey, he discovered someone who loved him unconditionally, someone he's very thankful for today. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Here is my conversation with recording artist Luis Laporte. Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. You're welcome. And uh, I was looking at your bio. You have quite quite a lengthy bio, but you're a musician. Um, released an album last year, which I was listening to the other day. I really enjoy it. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And uh, what do you do? Do you do anything besides music? Or is that your full-time gig? <laughs> Actually, that is not my full-time gig. I'm actually an elementary teacher. I teach first and second um, during the weekdays and on the weekends I'm traveling. I'm singing. I'm 28 years old. Um, I've lived a little bit everywhere, to be honest with you. My father's a pastor, so I have lived in Texas, South Dakota, South Carolina, Missouri, Nebraska. So a little bit everywhere, honestly. And it's uh, been a joy to travel different places. And I've been doing uh, music ministry ever since 2011, traveling and giving concerts and providing music for camp meetings and event evangelistic series. So it's awesome. truly been a blessing. Awesome. Well, I can relate a little bit on the on the moving thing. Uh, my dad's a military chaplain, although he did a little bit of civilian pastoring as well. And so we were we were always moving. <laughs> So definitely relate on that level. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what uh, sparked your interest. And, and you can start whichever way you want to go in either music or teaching. I, let's talk a little bit about, about both. But what, what sparked your interest or was did kind of both of those passions come hand in hand? You know what? They kind of really did. When I was younger, I remember when I was five years old, my dad got us on the platform. In fact, um, I remember singing backup for my brother when I was just five years old. Oh, wow. And my dad had to push us to sing. We really didn't want to sing. But after we got up there more and more and more, we began to love it. My father always had the Christian radio on. He always had music in the house. And we grew to love the music we were listening to. And since that time, I knew that's something that I really wanted to do. I started doing solos in church. My dad plugged me in to sing with the adult praise team. So that was really awesome when I was 10 years old to finally get to sing <laughs> with the adult kids. And so from there, started, you know, doing solos and, and concerts from there. And teaching kind of went with that as well because my mother is a teacher. So I always wanted to be a teacher. I remember playing, um, being the teacher, my brother would be the student or my parents would be the student at home. <laughs> and that was always something I really wanted to do. And I felt like teachers had a lasting impact. I know my teachers had a lasting impact for me. So I knew that that was something I wanted to in turn do. You know, I just thought it was really awesome to be able to 
teach and educate young minds. And so um, I graduated from Union College in 2014 with my bachelor's of science in elementary education. And a few years uh, before that started uh, my music ministry on a serious level. So they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. So you teach during the week and and do music on the weekends, basically. That's right. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about what was school like? As as you mentioned, you moved around a lot. I'm sure elementary school that was difficult. Were you homeschooled at all, or was it pretty much a new school every couple of years? Or how did that go? Oh, yes, it was a new school um, very often. To be honest with you, I was never homeschooled, but I remember going to Adventist schools. You know, uh, I went to a public school in my kindergarten year, then Adventist schools for the majority of my elementary. We ended up moving to a place called Aberdeen, South Dakota, and there was no Adventist schools in the district where my father was. Mm. So I ended up uh, attending a non-denominational Christian school, which was really great as well. And um, my high school, I actually ended up attending uh, Adventist Boarding Academy in Missouri. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Our, our mutual friend, we, we discovered we have several mutual friends, actually, as, uh, as we've gotten to know each other. But uh, Courtney Hurst was the one who suggested or recommended that I, that I talk to you. And um, she shared a little bit about your, your story with me. And uh, so I just want to talk a little bit about high school and, and how that was. She said that you kind of struggled with a little bit with self-esteem and, uh, and a little bit of bullying through that. So take us into that experience a little bit. Upon going into high school, and like most people who have gone through high school know, it is a very hard place socially. You know, upon me entering, I was a very shy kid. You know, I was very introverted. I I still am. (laughs) Most people (laughs) laugh when they hear me say that, but I I naturally am. Um, I was a very quiet kid in high school. I entered my sophomore year. And to be honest with you, I wasn't like everybody else at the school. I wasn't really like all the other boys in the dorm. You know, all the other boys were into, you know, sports. And, you know, I can't throw a ball worth to save my life. I can't even catch one. (laughs) So sports was not really my thing. Um, I'm very animated. I have a, you know, a a high voice. I've always had a a tenor voice, you know, for Mm -hmm. the longest time. So, you know, all the other boys had low, you know, low speaking voices. (laughs) So that made me stand out even more. I'm very animated. I'm very energetic. And naturally, when people see something that is different from them, they um, tend to reject you. They tend to Mm -hmm. bully you. That's exactly what happened to me. Upon me entering, as I said, I wasn't like everybody else. So everybody was um, talking about me, saying lies about me, making fun of me, laughing at me in my face. Many a times would be stabbing me behind my back and a bunch of people would be coming telling me, oh, Luis, you know, did you hear what this person said about you? Did you hear what that other person said about you? Mm. And having that happen over and over and over again, day after day, that hurt, that crushed me. Mm-hmm. Because all the things that they were saying were lies. They were making stuff up about me. They were saying things that were not true whatsoever. And they were spreading it, you know, um, to everybody. So initially, when you hear that stuff, you're like, I don't understand why. Because, you know, God has made us to be loved. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. Nobody comes into this world and says, I want to be rejected. And that's the way I felt. I felt completely rejected. 
So after so many people were making fun of me for such a long time, my self-esteem fell flat to the ground. Mm -hmm. I hated who I was. I remember hating myself. Night after night, I used to pray to God saying, God, I hate who I am. Everyone else hates me. I used to pray, Lord, change me. Why did you make me this way? Mm. And um, I remember many times that I was, um, you know, just very broken because I felt that there was no, you know, I had a little bit of friends, but I felt, you know, ostracized by, you know, so many people and rejected by so many people. And, you know, I didn't fix myself when I went outside. And I did this all in silence because I never told anybody about this. And um, soon after that, um, after praying, after going through everything that I went through, I remember one specific night, it was a Friday night, it was a Vespers. And after this Vespers, they had an afterglow and I was hanging out with some friends and I managed to make at school. And um, this guy came up to me and he said something about me, started laughing in my face. And I remember just running away completely, just going to the dorm, completely, you know, getting on the floor crying. I said, God, why, why? I just didn't understand. And as soon as I was just crying, I was a mess. I heard a knock on the door and I didn't want to open that door initially, but a voice inside me said, Luis, get up, open the door open the door and I didn't want to. Now I realized that was a voice of God mm. and it was really pushing me because I didn't want to open the door because I was a mess. I was crying. Nobody ever heard what I was going through. And eventually I did open the door and it was one of my friends who saw me and, you know, he asked Luis, what is going on? And I explained to him what I'd been through for such a long time there, how I felt rejected, how I hated myself, how I didn't feel loved. And he stopped. He listened to me. And um, what he said to me after really changed my life. Hmm. And what he told me was this. He told me, Luis, you might not feel loved right now, but let me tell you, you have a God in heaven out there who is head over heels for you. He loves you. He has made you to be the person you are today. He has made you what you are supposed to be. Don't let anyone else take that away from you. God has a special purpose. You have people in this world that love you, your family, your friends. They love you. They support you. And if you are um, wanting to be like something that you're not or wanting to be like everybody else, it just wouldn't be the same because God created you to be you. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to live up to that purpose. And I've never heard anything like that in, you know, in my life because, you know, I would have been suffering from months and months of, from effect of what other people had said about me. And I really can't say it was a, a night from day transformation because those things do take time. Mm -hmm. But after that, um, God began to uh, pick up my self-esteem. I began to love who I was. Wow. I began to realize the amazing God we serve and who he created me to be. And I always tell people, it doesn't matter what other people say about you. It matters what God mm -hmm. says. What God says is holy word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing how much power we give to other people through the words that they say to us. And the decision is up to us. We need to remember who we are living for. And yeah. we live in a we, you know, we live in a place and a society where people are always talking for the good or for the bad. People are always gossiping. People are always talking. But it's up to you what you do with um, you know, 
what people say about you. It could destroy you or it could build you up. The decision ultimately is up to you. Hmm. Wow. And and I think it's so important what, what he said about, you know, we may not feel like other people love us yet. God does. I think of the verse, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I've knit you together in your mother's womb. And, and it's just so, so important what you said, focusing on who made us and who really loves us. And even though it's so hard though, to not let the opinions of others affect us. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I tell people now, I'm like, I think it will always hurt when oh people say things about you that is untrue. Mm-hmm. But one thing, how I live my life, I am purposely oblivious, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. You <laughs> cannot focus on what other people are saying. It might hurt me for a little bit, but I'm going to ba- bounce right back because I know the father I have in heaven and I know the purpose he has for me. And that's what I really want to encourage people with, the fact that we can live a life that is focused on opinion of God and not based upon what others are saying around us because everyone has their opinion. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and that might not be the best opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so true. So what was what was the process like after that conversation that night in the dorm? Um, was it was there anything else, any other steps that kind of helped you come out of that, or was that really the defining moment and it was, just took time to process that? It was a defining moment, but it took time that I, you know, after a little while, I decided to go back really to my roots. Mm. I began to, because at that point, I stopped reading my Bible. I really stopped praying. But after I had that encounter with my friend, I started to um, read the Bible more, go back, study it. I started to pray. I started to get a stronger connection with God because that's also a very important element. You know, if you're you're not close with God and you stray away and in the hard times, you know, that's when the devil wants to come in and makes things all the worse because yeah. you know you he knows that you're not connected with God, you know. So definitely a lot of prayer, a lot of Bible study. I began to associate myself with people that were going to build me up, mm. pick the right friends. I began to um, just make small changes. You know, I I began to change my prayers. It was no longer God changed me. It was like, thank you, Lord, for making Mm -hmm. the person you made me to be. Thank you, Lord. I began to, um, from that that point, I wasn't doing too much um, singing because, you know, people were making fun Mm -hmm. of me. But I started back again, stronger than ever. Wow. I started... Preaching, I actually ended up being the student chaplain my junior year of high school. I ended up being the student council president my senior year. So a lot of that leadership helped me transform other people as well as building myself up and allowing God to use me um, for his purpose. Wow. So let's say someone is listening right now who may be in a similar situation. Maybe they're dealing with self-esteem issues or people around them are making fun of them or, uh, or something like that. What would you say to them right now? I would tell them, be encouraged. Take God's hand and make him your best friend. The fact of the matter is, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has made you for a purpose. He wants you to be you. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let 
you don't let yourself lose sleep on what other people say. Focus on what God is saying to you in your life, because that that is ultimately the devil trying to tell you lies that you are not what God wants you to be. And don't let him come in and do that. Remember that there's a God that is head over heels for you. He wants to come into your life. He wants to be a part of you. And he wants you to be happy in him and not allow what other people are saying around you to affect you. You know, it is such an important thing to remember that we have a father in heaven that's always listening to you night or day. And you can always go to him in prayer. You can always talk to him. Don't allow yourself to go through this alone. I would say, once again, reach out to someone. You know, have God on your side, but also reach out to someone. I suffered alone for a very long time. But there's people out there that are willing to support you, willing to help you, willing to um, be there with you and to raise you up. So I would definitely say those things. Um, things. Take God as your best friend and also to reach out. And um, he has your back, guys. He most definitely does. Such wise words and such a powerful testimony. Maybe you find yourself in a situation similar to the one Luis was in. If you're there now, take his advice. Reach up to God and reach out to a friend. You don't have to go through it alone. And make sure you check out Luis's debut album, Sound of Your Kingdom. You can find information about that on his website, luislaporte.com, and I hope you check that out. Uh, next week on Stories of Faith and Hope, I was privileged to speak to another recording artist. Laura Whitten was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when she was quite young, but she didn't let that stop her from pursuing her dreams. And today, she works to bring awareness to mental health challenges through her music ministry. Here's a preview of my conversation with Laura. So it was then when I was 18 or 19, my freshman year in college, spring semester, I had a complete breakdown um, and just was like crying and singing really loudly all over campus. And um, again, nothing big or terrible happened, um, but it, 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 people became concerned. That conversation will be released next week, right here on Stories of Faith and Hope. Make sure you subscribe to this show on whatever platform you're currently listening to this episode on so you don't miss it and future episodes of this show. You can find out more information and find links to other platforms on our website, faithandhoperadio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faith and Hope Radio. Music for this episode was provided by Dexter Britton under the Creative Commons license. I hope you have an amazing day, and until next week, have faith and hope.